0: This is James Hill with As You Wish Talk Radio, also simulcasting on eSETI Stargate. And uh, this place is going crazy here, the the channel, because we've got, I think, up to 90 affiliates right now, and it's in about 40-something countries, 50 countries right now. So uh, I'm going to get the real stats here real soon, but it's it's really going, going off. So there's an extreme interest in this information. And I can't think what better guess. Um, we're at the top of the top of the ladder, top of the food chain, whatever you want to call it, with our guests today because we have the the most cutting edge information coming out about what's happening in the multiverse. And uh, we've got Elena Denon and Dr. Michael Sala. And uh, I'm not going to get into your bios because there's so much. I mean, your bios are really extensive, and and uh, I really want to get into the meat of the subject, and beginning with uh, Elena, there's been uh, some huge um, kind of breakthroughs or, or things happening in in the universe. And I watched your your interview earlier with Dr. Sala, and I highly recommend going and checking that out. The uh, uh, about the the Jupiter meeting and the latest things that are happening as far as as the World Federation. I mean the what are they called, the planetary, wait, Galactic Federation? Yes. Our, our you know, Federation, of yes. worlds of uh, worlds. Yeah, but I'll let you go ahead and, and tell that story real quick about the meeting and what happened in that meeting and where things are, are, how that's going to affect us now. And then we'll have Michael chime in on his research as well.
1: Thank you, James. So. Um, The intel I have had um, since the the 14th of July, it has been on several days. It is um, based on telepathic communication uh, relayed by an implant I have, so it's like a radio, uh, with uh, Thorhan Eredion, who is a fleet commander in the Galactic Federation of Worlds. This man saved my life when I was nine years old and um, kept contact with me. So sometimes we connect and uh, he showed me events that were taking place on Jupiter. He was on the ship escorting representatives to Jupiter, um, representatives from the Galactic Federation uh, himself. So he was staying in, on, in orbit of Jupiter and he said to me, look, you know, where I am now, there are uh, Stuff happening. There's a series of agreements that are a series or oh, sorry, there's a sorry series series of meetings that mm-hmm. are going on, and these meetings are between uh, different Earth representatives 12, 14, 14 countries represented in 12 in the set of 12 meetings. Uh, first, so there was first twelve independent meetings, and these fourteen countries' representatives were uh, dispatched in these twelve meetings. They were uh, meeting uh, representatives of um, the Galactic Federation of Worlds, the Andromedan Council, and the Council of Five, and in each group, the the Earth. Um, representatives were composed of um, officials from a uh, space force by country and CEOs of corporations but these CEOs of corporations uh, after what Thorhan said were picked because they were progressive named progressive meaning they wanted to they were willing to participate to a constructive and positive future. Um, that's only thing I knew. And then, so he told me about a, this set of 12 different meetings. From this set of 12 different meetings were decided, voted, six countries to form a group, an alliance, a uh, unified um, alliance of space forces of countries, six of them. Then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, these, these agreements were not with really with the Federation, they were guiding people, of course, having small little agreements with these people. But that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was to guide humanity to organize themselves for what, mm-hmm. you know, later, as uh, six yeah. countries. Um, and then these six were supposed because of their ability, capacity of uh, taking care of the solar system uh, because also their spirit of service to others, not service to self, they were picked. Um, Who was going to manage them, these six, who was going to manage this unified space force? Four were voted out of the six, and of the four, one was voted which was the USA. That's what I knew. Um, Then, um, at that moment on the 17th of July, it was over, Thorhan was still in in orbit of Jupiter, waiting for people to take back, um, officials. And we saw three oblong uh, ships, because when I'm connected with him, I can see through his eyes, wherever he looks, I can, I see like a screen. So yeah. he, he showed me something. He said, Oh, l- watch that. Look at that. There were these three oblong ships coming from Jupiter, out of Jupiter, from behind, and passing under his ship. And um, I could really see them well. And he said, Oh, that's three Earth delegations that have left, Africa that are leaving um, after the penultimate meeting. Uh, these three were unselected of course because USA was selected. So these three of the four left and he said two of them are very unhappy. It's Russia and Chinese delegations yeah. and they're very unhappy. He didn't tell me why but it, I just record information and just wrote everything down, did quick sketches uh, drawing of the ships and uh, call Michael Salah and say hey doc. <laughs> 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 hear what I got and uh, what are you making of it? And then Michael just blew my mind. So uh, I'm gonna let him speak.
0: Yeah, I wanted to go with the, I know that uh, there's been a mass uh, cleanup down here of the reptilian and the gray Alliance and the, the underground dumps and, and we've we've moved into cleaned out the moon and it's, the Mars is in the process. And uh, and that a lot of that information dovetails with what uh, Michael's been telling us. So I'll let Michael go ahead and talk about, you know, his information and uh, how that all ties in together. Yeah, that was
2: amazing information that uh, Lena uh, relayed to me. I mean, she's been uh, sharing information about Antarctica, the moon and Mars and Phobos. So, you know, all of those have... Uh, again very interesting information and you know and what what i really like about working with elena is that when she tells me things you know i look up what's happening in the context of that place and and sure enough i'll find things that that match what she's saying so you know she's talking about the liberation of mars and i find you know all of these mars quakes happening on mars she's talking about the liberation of antarctica uh and so there's a insider that both of us are in contact with from uh, McMurdo base who's who's confirming some of the things that Elena's saying. So when she talked about the Jupiter meetings I started to dig around and one of the first things that came to my attention was you know she, she referred to 14 nations participating. Well that matches pretty closely with the number of nations that have signed onto the Artemis accords. So those are the Uh, multinational space treaties that have been set up with the US as the hub for those. So the 12 countries that are a part of the Artemis Accords are all in a relationship now with the US as the hub. So they all acknowledge the US as the hub. So right away you have um, confirmation for what Elena was saying, that the space community, like those 14 nations that participated in the meetings, that the overwhelming majority wanted the us to be the hub because that's the premise on which the artemis accords are based Mm. Uh, she she talked about the three ships leaving she talked about china and russia being very unhappy and again that matches with what we know because after Mm. the artemis accords were signed in uh last year soon after russia and china announced a joint lunar research station, and they were trying to get other nations to sign on. So no one signed on. None, none of the other nations were interested in signing on. And they were very interested, however, in the Artemis Accords. And so what that shows is that you know, while Russia and China in their own right are major players and and, mm-hmm. and peer competitors with with the US, uh, the overwhelming support amongst the spacefaring nations on on earth is that the us is the country to lead us forward so it's not a surprise then that the galactic federation chose uh, the us as the lead nation so the process that uh, elena outlined uh i think is a very good explanation for how the galactic federation decided to to set up a system and in a way I mean, you know, some people are going to get upset by this, but in a, in a way uh, the outcome is not all that different to the way the United Nations is, is set up at the moment. You know, United Nations, you have like your General Assembly, which is all the all the nations, and then you have uh, your Security Council, which is 15 nations. So right now what, what we're having is something similar being set up in space where you have like... Uh, the spacefaring community, so all the nations in space that have space programs and they're all going to be led by a small group. That was the group of six that Elena was talking about. And when you look at the nations in that group of six, five of those nations five of those nations are the five permanent security council members.
0: Mm. And the
2: sixth nation is, is probably uh, Japan. You know, because in order of seniority, like you know, which countries have the oldest space programs? It's it's all of them all the members of the Security Council, then then Japan, um, and so yeah, Elena's six nations. So that's my speculation that Japan is the sixth, but definitely the the five other nations are all the permanent members of the Security Council. So, you know, to me again, it, it's not a surprise because you know, it makes sense that uh, if you're handing over responsibility for the solar system to Earth, well, it would be probably the same group of leading nations that would be the ones that would be calling the shots as are the countries that make up the uh, permanent members of the Security Council that really call the shots on Earth. So, yeah, so it all makes sense. It all checks out, you know, and there's more, but uh, I, I won't you know, let, you, to, I'll let okay. you take us to the next set of questions.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Elena, we talked about this earlier, and I was trying to to incorporate into a lot of my own experiences with all these higher dimensional beings, and uh, and and so Thorhan, you were telling before they have a belt that they use, and they they use this belt to drop down. He's a fifth dimensional being, and they have this technology where they can drop down into the third dimension to interact with us. And then they have I know their ships can do that as well. They have the ability to drop their ships into this dimension. Um, Is there any more information um, that you want to share about that on how they can interact with us and help us help out humanity?
1: Yes, that that was a very good question, James, uh, because people can be a little bit confused. Um, They are, well, the where Thorhan is, is a fifth density is a density uh, where the atoms of his body vibrate faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but these people have a technology to adapt to whatever density they want to be active in. So uh, what is happening in the, at the moment, it's all in third density, it's all in our density. So mm-hmm. they have technology to be able to be physical there in this density. It's uh, either The ships are either, it can be whole facility or it can be um, suits they wear, but more especially it's belts. I've seen this belt. I've been put one on once. Uh, It's uh, more than once, actually. Um, So it it will modify your density uh, and it's modifying uh, the whole body. It's a belt, but it creates like a kind of halo, whatever around you takes your whole body I don't know how it works (laughs) um so um that's what I can tell um that it can remove some confusion for some people maybe
0: yeah I've seen we talked earlier I've seen some of that technology here on earth and actually held something that almost put me in the fifth dimension I had to stop because I wouldn't come back (laughs) And, and other other healing technologies as well but um the What's interesting is that the the densities, the these beings, what I'm curious on Jupiter, were they taking these these people on these ships into the fifth density and having the meeting in the fifth density, or was or was that all third density as well?
1: I don't know. I suppose it was all third density. I suppose. Yeah. I, I do not know. I don't know. I
0: know. I know if they took them into the fifth density when they brought them back they wouldn't be the same which would be a good thing you know which would be uh you know they'd have basically a near-death experience and then have to figure it out from there and uh
1: no i i think um, well, what would seem more logical to me is that uh, all the ets uh down grade to our density for a practical reason you know so they're yeah. all in our density that's what i would my my logic you know
0: i know and the suits we were talking earlier about the suits that they give you when you go on board the craft i'd like like for you to talk a little bit more about those we we're sharing this our shared experiences the so there are
1: skin. two different yes there are two different suits i'm wearing and the two are totally different and very interesting so um they have two way to beam me up either physically totally physically or either just my uh, body inside light body and
0: yeah
1: it's it's the same process but when uh my physical body stays here and they've been my inside uh, my inside is redensified into their density so it's in their density then suddenly the atom the particles of my light body are just redensified in their frequency and i don't need any uh frequency belt to adapt nothing so i'm given um I uh, it's the setup that I, I identify with a certain uniform, which is um, uh, which represents my race, my species, and my culture, and my status within this culture. Um, they all do that in the federation. They don't have any um, uni- common uniform. Everyone wears the uniform of his culture to be easily identified and also the social status uh, is on it. So I am wearing when that happened. I've always, I've never asked first, but it was um, like a suit, but this was a very earthly, like with pockets, blue, clear blue with pockets and double brown stripes on the, the arms and the side of the legs and kind of earth, really earth-like boots. And uh, it looked really not, not alien-like, uh, uh, and one day, I, I, can you tell me what this refers to? And he said, "That's the um, the the uniform of the 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 Terran Earth civilians in the Terran Space Force." Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! So that was very important. And then, otherwise, when I'm being physically, uh, I I they need to. Change my frequency. So they, they are giving me either a belt, this frequency belt, or mm-hmm. either I, once I tried the, the suit, the famous skin tight suit. Uh, yeah. It's like it's intelligent material, it's like alive. And this was very surprising and an extraordinary experience because um, inside of it is like a foam very thin foam and that is going to fit your body and you feel like suddenly it compresses slightly all your body like oh (laughs) and it slightly compresses it and thoran said because it maintains a certain regulates the blood pressure for the where you are you need your blood pressure to be different um wherever you are with the i don't know Mm -hmm. um pressure or gravity or i don't know exactly uh, so uh, when that happened, I was in a ship, um, and it it is going to monitor. It's like a a computer also monitor all your organs and maintain yeah. you healthy. And if you're wounded, it's going to repair you. That's absolutely <laughs> so. Um, and uh, yeah so i tried that thing and i was forbidden to bring it back although <laughs> i could have had but uh no <laughs> you can't
0: stop. yeah i, I know it exactly was a very that. interesting
1: they, experience
0: yeah they put one of those suits yeah. on me it was like electric blue was the color and they also yeah. have kind of electric gray, blue, yes yeah they have in a gray color too and and you put the suit on and you felt so much better wearing the suit than. uh and so it was definitely was was altering the body and healing the body and and raising your your frequency even your body frequency so it was much more healthy and uh yeah you know, I always yes. tell people you know they have that technology they're just waiting for us to kind of grow up here and stop being so primitive and then and then we can uh but i mean we've been suppressed you know basically big time but uh I mean that's a whole a whole subject in itself. But anyway, I want to go back to Dr. Sala. Um, I'm really curious what's happening with uh, the the armed forces. I I've been seeing snippets of like General Berger saying, you know, um, you know, you're not in charge. You know, you're not our leader. And uh, and I'm wondering, as far as the space fleet, and uh, like how is this working out? Are, are all of the Uh, like the Air Force, the Army, the Marines, are they all on board with this, aligned with the uh, space fleet, or or what's happening in that arena? Yeah, that's a
2: really important question. Uh, That's one of the things that I'm going to be covering uh, in in, in the future in in a conference with uh, uh, Corey's Ascension Summit, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, uh, Cheyenne Mountain was uh, set up um, to deal with a attack, a, a temporal war attack. I think we're in the midst of a temporal war, and I think the whole thing surrounding the, the pandemic um, is part of a temporal war attack. I mean, initially I thought, like a lot of people, that this was the way t- for the deep state to get rid of Trump. And, you know, and it kind of yeah. did do that. But I realise now the way it's being rolled out, that this is much more than just getting rid of Trump. This is a temporal, full-blown temporal war where they are trying to destroy um, freedom on the planet, bring in a kind of totalitarian system. But it's all collapsing. And so that means that right now you have the military, you have like the overt military, which this guy Lloyd Austin is the uh, yep. new Secretary of Defence, and and with the Biden administration running kind of like this, you know, like a, a theatre in a way, like we think that they're running the show, but really the people that are running the show is this this military group that are performing this continuity of government function because the United States is under attack. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's this, you know, what we're seeing with the pandemic is just, Part of this attack, you know the uh, the twenty twenty uh, selection of the most, you know the the, the most beautiful president <laughs> award you that one there, uh, yeah that 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 beauty show was rigged right so that beauty yeah. contest was rigged so so all of this is part of the temple war and it's being r- the the response the white hats are running it out of Cheyenne Mountain complex which has now been renamed Cheyenne mountain space base oh, and, okay. and it's all under the control of space command space command is running the operation space force is in charge of training and equipment and all of that but space command is actually running the operation and space command is working with the galactic federation so space command is working with the galactic federation setting up these jupiter meetings uh, to to work out what is going to happen once uh, the temporal war is over here on earth um, once the deep state, the fourth Reich, the uh, reptilians are all defeated, and then everyone knows that while well, we, you know, we're in the war. So, because right now people don't know, you know, they're reading the New York Times and CNN and thinking, well, this is what's going on on the planet. That's yeah. just theater. Uh, but it's Space Command operating out of Cheyenne Mountain, um, working with the Galactic Federation, doing these deals on Jupiter where Things are really happening right now, but it's all behind the scenes. And so, yeah, the White Hats, the overwhelming support in the military is for Trump and the White Hats. But, you know, you have a few, a vocal few that are still uh, wanting, are still being controlled by the deep state. And so they're the ones that are trying to help Biden, but, you know, they're they're not going to succeed.
0: Yeah, it is. It's funny because you have all these people that are supposed to be the wise ones, you know, the PhDs and everything on the planet, and they're trying to, to debunk all this, you know, and people keep asking me about that. And I tell them, I said, well, you know, there are people that theorize and their theories are based on recycled ignorance. And then there's people that know, <laughs> you know. And I want to hang around with the people that know. And the, the best scientists I know on the planet say science comes to you. It's not something you're going to learn in books and things like that. The real science comes to you. And, uh, uh, and so we need to get out of that old academic program because it is so full of recycled ignorance. And that, that program is, is set up to uh, suppress the people and suppress the real knowledge. And then start opening up to the, these other free thinkers that have gone beyond, you know, the the box, or got, stepped out of the box, or took the red pill, or whatever. And then we're really going to find out find out what's really going on. But I I think you know I I always tell people if you're listening to to mainstream media, even social media, to get your information, uh, you know, good luck with that. But it's it's internal, you know. We we have we have this multi-dimensional internal uh station that we can tune into and, and get all the information if we spend the time and do it but you got to shut the external one off for a little while you know and uh, i just go to go there to see what they're doing <laughs> you know <laughs> you know to see what they're up to uh but uh yeah thanks for clarifying that because that's one of the big questions everybody's going who's on board how is the chain of command established and uh and uh, what's happening in the planet. But it feels, it, I really feel like as we speak right now, big events are unfolding and it's multidimensional. It's more than just what's happening in the physical here on earth. And uh, I'm gonna go back to Elena, if there's any more news you can, or light you can shed on that, as far as, as what's what's happening, because there's a massive planetary liberation operation going on. and. maybe we can talk a little bit about who's involved with the liberation side and who's involved that's being taken out right now with the side that wants to enslave and control and and uh, you know all the other nonsense that's playing out
1: well the, the galactic federation is has been working since uh the 1950s maybe earlier but i know told me since the 1950s, they really boosted it and they really started to work with some government, especially the United States. And these people, you know, they know the future. They knew the two timelines and we've stepped on the progressive timelines now. So they know what it's going to be. So they knew Um, when uh, so that they started to really groom the United States to be to build their own fleet, uh, their own. they, They shared technology with them. Um and now now that things are happening, now that the victory is near, uh the fleets are ready. We have solar warden, we have the, the space force just uh just coming up, you know, nicely. Um so everything is ready for the right moment in time when the victory is here. And what is happening on Jupiter, I understand that it's the preparation for the after victory. Um mm-hmm. The 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 federation the galactic federation of worlds have been creating the the, the Earth Alliance, which is a cooperation military cooperation from their forces with uh, Earth forces, uh, called it the White Hats or you know differently. Um, I know it under the name the Earth Alliance. Mm-hmm. So these ones are fighting a lot on Earth especially in the undergrounds, taking down all the dumps, liberating people, uh, working hard. The Earth Alliance also has uh, had uh, input in the fights to liberate the moon in February 2021. The moon has been uh, cleaned out uh, from extraterrestrial uh, regressives, such as the greys from Orion, the Nebu, a few reptilians in the way, and the Dark Fleet. Antarctica has been taken by the Earth Alliance. The Dark Fleet has been expelled. Um, So in process, still on Earth, but getting there. The Moon is ours. Mars is in the process also being liberated, but getting there, the Reptilians have gone. Now they're just Mm -hmm. dealing with the Dark Fleet and a few others, but I don't know really the details. But Mars is getting there. Phobos has been liberated, was a facility... um, held by the greys or in, uh, zeta reticuli actually and now they are uh, in the process of getting back Deimos the other moon uh, w- which is um, facility held by the Maitra. they are tall greys from uh, Andromeda galaxy They're very nasty. nasty there very nasty, nasty, I got in nasty thing. Wasn't pretty. oh yeah. yeah these ones and they don't just don't want to leave it even if they've been promised to be to be set free and life, uh, their life spared. No, there are uh, people in it, hostages, It's uh, slave facilities and the the Galactic Federation. That's why this war is taking years, because, you know, if the Galactic Federation, if they wanted, they would have sought out this war in one hour in our system mm-hmm. system. But why that didn't happen? Because they didn't want casualties. They didn't want, there are human hostages everywhere in all the ET facilities, it's impossible, it's very difficult to liberate these facilities, most of them are underground, uh, wherever, you know, Mars, Moon, Earth, it's difficult because you first need to secure the the people and evacuate and then, you know, deal with the ETs it's so hard and uh, that's why it's going on and on and on and on you know when people say, oh they're doing nothing they could do that they could well it's not the choice of killing everyone you know <laughs> so uh, that that's what's going on but we are heading towards a victory because this timeline uh destructive timelines where this um dark fleet was ruling uh terrorizing the galaxy uh alongside the the orion nebu and the sicar it's gone mm. it's gone now you know the the headquarters of the dark fleet i learned it's in aldebaran star system they disowned wow. <laughs> the Dark Fleet of here so because uh thoran said to me oh it's in their their policy or in their mentality m- mentality said to cut an infected limb that's what he said and it's very uh, uh, uh visual i yeah mm-hmm. so that yeah that that's what i know for the moment yeah i would say like an overview
0: yeah i wanted to, i wanted to cover a little bit more into that and then i'll get back to dr Sala. the um It's really interesting because the Andromeda system has, they have beings that are mythologically known as archangels that have eight to 10 foot tall light magnetized light bodies and things. But they have other beings there as well. And same in the Orion system. It's a huge system. So there are some benevolent beings that are part of the planetary liberation process and there are some very nasty ones there as well. And so we can't pigeonhole any one group you know and and i've seen people say and like even even the ancient lyrians that came here some people call the anunnaki there's different aspects of that some fell some went on and continued to evolve and and reached a very high level they're like six-dimensional beings and and to sort all this out is getting really tricky right now as uh as like who's who so i'm i'm curious have, have you kind of experience the same thing there's different different systems they're not all bad but they're not all good either there's there's mixtures in each in each system
1: um okay um well yes i agree totally with you james uh look the only look on earth yeah uh, who who can tell the human species of earth is bad or is good it's it's not working like this It's not working like this. So um, of course you may have uh, even star systems where you have different inhabited planets where on each planet you have civilizations, different civilizations who have taken uh, a different path with different agendas. So it's not because you come from Orion and you're super bad or you come from, you know, where in the Pleiades as well, there are nefarious uh, people, you know? So um, yes, you must be, people must be very uh, careful not to identify, uh, really be very, um, not too, um, mannequin. you know. Um, yeah. like that. So
0: well. Yeah, it's like we have to develop our own inner sensitivity and that BS meter, you know, where we can sense a person's character and their intentions. Yeah. And without that, you know, and, and we can't judge a book by its cover, you know, because, I mean, you might have some weird little Yoda looking guy, you know, that looks kind of creepy that might be totally, a benevolent master and you might have some beautiful being that looks awesome that may not be so in your highest and best good you know so it's it's really trickle it all goes down to like self-awareness and self-authority and and the basic foundations for self-mastery is is what it it comes to Um, i'm going to go back to to dr sala the um does a lot of what we're talking about does that correspond with a lot of information that you've been getting as well as as far as uh uh, what's unfolding in the in the galaxy lately?
2: yeah, yeah there's a lot of things that are going on in in terms of uh, us going out into space that uh, this is now being encouraged uh, in in July you had uh, those uh, space trips by SpaceX and blue Origin uh, where you you had like these first trips where tourists were able to fly into the outer edge of space. Now, yeah. what I found very interesting about those trips by Bezos and and um, Branson was that at that same time the Jupiter meetings were being held. So, to me, that was just one another, one other synchronicity point. It was like, okay, so these are these are two of the guys that were part of that group of corporate CEOs that attended the Jupiter meetings that Thorhan. Mm-hmm told us about so that's that is you know just another synchronicity point and at the same time musk was announcing uh, w- uh through spacex that spacex had won the contract with nasa to send the clipper mission to europa so you know mm-hmm. right then at the same time musk is working with nasa on jupiter so what are the chances of all of that happening at the same time yeah. And 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 even now, like actually, this morning, I, I put it out of my Twitter feed uh, that Space Force has announced that it is funding um, innovative corporations to come up with inventions to make space something that uh, is much more accessible to the military to uh, people in general. So there's quite a, the kind of things you and Elena were talking about before that the Galactic Federation has, you know, things like these space belts or these uh, suits that can protect you in space or raise your density level, that those are the sort of things that the, these corporations are now being supported in building. Because, yeah, we, we can't go out into space the way we are uh, without some kind of uh, – it's either going to be, you know, genetic modification and who wants to do that or it's going to be through some protective suits or belts or whatever. So so I think this is, you know, all of this is pointing to what Elena has been talking about, that the solar system has been handed over or is in the process of being handed over in a massive transition where the, uh, the dark fleet, the reptilians, the Orions, the interplanetary corporate conglomerate have driven out of the solar system and everything is handed over to. Um, to the earth to to the earth alliance and yeah Yeah. that that is really happening
0: awesome yeah it's it's time you know i know i know a lot of the main thing that a lot of the groups i work with their their whole focus is on planetary liberation and uh and to me i i feel like i'm more of a galactic person than a than a citizen of of earth you might say but What's interesting it, it does make sense that USA or the United States would get the reins because the foundation of of the United States is more aligned with universal law with the with the Constitution and our way of governing and things like that where the power is in the people, the republic, and although it's been usurped and corrupted, and you know that's going to go through a big shift and we're going to go back to the basics and back to more universal law seems like we have the template that is fits the the benevolent beings way of life or, or uh, uh, their their way of governing you might say where where they honor free will and they're focused on you know to me it's it's all about universal peace and brother sister love and individual freedom and prosperity for everybody is is what universal law is all about and we're probably the closest to that uh and and with a few adjustments we can get on track and and join the rest of the universe and uh either one of you if you want to chime in on that but it seems like that's where the whole focus has been on planetary liberation so the power is restored to the people and we can start making our own choices as to where we're going to go and and uh whether or not we want to wish in this you know participate in this quantum leap in in evolution and consciousness and technology as well So yes, and go uh, ahead. And, yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. No, j- I just want to add. As also also um, part of this 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 process, is also changing the this timeline when uh, humanity of Earth was planned to be assimilated. You know, the Nebu, the Orion Group, they do that on all the worlds they conquer. Mm. They assimilate the population and they make of them genetically modified uh, beings mm. uh, that they enslave. So we. We're about to uh, in extremists just avoid that. But that's uh, hard, but uh, that's
2: a What story.
0: what do the the people from the bureau, what do they look like? Have you have you have they shown you images? Have you seen one of them?
1: So sorry, people from the
0: the from, future. From the bureau, What what do they look like? The
1: okay. Yeah. Oh, Nibiru, the Anunnaki, yeah. yes, yes, for sure, yes. So they are uh, greys, they, they look like humans, but they are greys, um, genetics. So they're tall greys, but with human features. Yeah. So they have, they're the cold, cold blood. Um, yeah. They have the grey, pale grey skin, quite pale. Um, and they have uh, a small skull, well, a bit... Um, I mean narrow skull, but a bit uh, elongated behind, like a bit of a cone, you know. Uh, but different yeah. from the other grays, uh, they have uh, dark eyes. Either uh, there's some different ones. There are ones they are the eye totally dark, and other ones they have uh, like the white is gray, and then the black pupil, um, and in their language, I've been told anunakini means human-like,
0: yeah. humanoid-like.
1: Um, hmm. That's what I've been shown. shown they look like, and, and I have to say, um, well, I was talking to Michael about this in one latest interview, as I remember. Uh, I've, I've been, um, I've seen some representation in, in Egypt of these people brought from. Uh, uh Mesopotamia that was very interesting so but yeah
0: the original the original cone heads, you know, that, cone heads uh,
1: the cone heads yes
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah now there seems to be from ancient Lyra there was a group that looks similar but they're more human and they have uh, uh, they were also coming and going and they had the, the, the elongated head their heads were elongated but they they would have blue eyes and their skin would be not gray it would be more human colored and uh, i've met with some of them and i just felt this goddess energy coming from them just pure love emanating from them and and they told me they said that we we need to get the story straight like not not all of us are bad and not all of us are good and there's in between there's a gray area literally a gray area in between where there's been intervention so uh and you know again it goes back to that that inner discernment you know where you can sense agendas and and frequencies that we all have to get back to to decide whether or not we're going to engage these beings. but uh I want to go back to 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 Dr Sala so as far as uh have you do you have any updates as to what's where things are how they've how are they unfolding like percentage wise it seems like most of the reptilians have been removed and a lot of the gray alliance has been removed and and uh we seem to be moving full steam ahead and and reuniting with the rest of the the galaxy you might say yeah there, there is a, a a
2: massive movement going on at the moment you know on the one hand there's the battles and and it's very easy to focus on the battles you know the moon being liberated or Phobos being liberated. Now apparently Demos is now under is is under the liberation. So it's it's easier to focus on that. But the big picture is happening behind the scenes. And you know, that's the, the Jupiter meetings. That's the setting up of this kind of like it really is like a Star Trek future where yeah. the, the, the the Solar Warden space program becomes the kind of de facto space program. For the whole planet it's, ex- it's it's expanded so that the russians and the chinese the french the germans everyone comes on board behind the navy's secret space program solar warden and and, and that does become a fleet. Yeah, and i think about is is this accident is this just kind of like mm. uh reality uh, mirroring fiction well actually the fiction was set up to prepare the grounds for this, because now what I'm learning more and more and being convinced of is that the people that set up or created, you know, Star Trek at the very beginning, Gene Roddenberry and the the crowd around him, some of those people were actually part of the secret space program or part of the Galactic Federation from the future. So you can imagine. or or, or, so some of those were taken. To the future, and we're part of the of the twenty and back program. So you can imagine people in the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties being taken out. They get to serve for twenty years in the solar warden program, say from twenty thirty to twenty fifty, right? And then they get put back in time, and it's like, well, how how can I mean, that explains why people like Roddenberry and Gene Larson with Battlestar Galactica, all these people were able to come up with their sci fi shows showing this very positive future. Uh, it's because they were actually getting information from people that were part of the 20 and back program from the future. So the whole Star Trek uh, franchise, especially like uh, uh, Star Trek Enterprise and the more recent one, Star Trek discovery they talk about temporal wars because that's what we're under right now it was all a temporal war it was all like elena said like to remove this galactic tyranny that was being established by the nazis uh, by the reptilians and so because the reptilians were doing this this allowed the galactic federation to also intervene and 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 protect our timeline so that's what i think is happening and mm-hmm. a lot of these uh ET encounters that people are having uh with our future selves. You know, yeah. Part of us is from is in the future serving with the Galactic Federation and it's helping us now.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, there's some things I was trying to explain to people, and I said, Can you imagine a ship coming in and then morphing or jumping jumping time and coming back and reappearing and then doing it again and again? So you have four ships with the same people on them all sitting right next to each other so what do you think the people on the ships feel about looking over at the other ship and seeing themselves on the other ship how are they going to accept that how are they going to process that and and could we handle that you know could we handle that and only if you're not so tied into your identity you know as a body and a personality could you actually understand and handle that And then it goes further into as you're talking about the temporal wars and things like that they have the technology to take you basically out of your bed or out of your body you could be walking across a field they'll take you up teach you for two weeks and then bring you back and you you it was like a half step you you know the next step is a little fuzzy or a little wobbly and you go what just happened and you don't even know what happened and and but you were totally set up you were taught all this stuff about what's happening, your mission, what you're here to do. Now your physical body and your emotional or mental body might not be aware of that, but on a soul level you're fully aware of it and it's it's bleeding through. But uh and the more you meditate, the more you realize you're a multidimensional being existing on a vibrational continuum and you can expand in awareness, the more you're aware of what's really happening, the bigger picture. And uh, I'd like to get maybe Elena's take on that, because that does seem, I know you've had a lot of similar experiences where um, it it really will make you go crazy if you just don't let go. You know, that as far as where am I, what time am I, who am I, everything, it's gonna really mess with your identity and your sense of time and space and everything if you don't just totally surrender and, and realize there's a bigger picture going on.
1: That's totally it, James. Uh, letting go is what I have just decided to do because sometimes things happen to me and I don't understand the technology. I'm shown the, te- shown the technology and uh, I'm explained, but it sometimes it's disturbing because my my, my um, earth monkey brain can't pro- <laughs> process it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I go like, okay, I believe you. I, it's working. That's what matters to me. It's working. It's fine, um, and you know. So the, he, he explained many times to me. Uh, I speak about Thoran, for instance, uh, how to pilot the ship. He explained to me. I tried it twice. The first time was a disaster, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he is he, explaining to me. And I go all right. Yeah, we leave you. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but it's sometimes. It involves, you know, when it involves multidimensional elements and or consciousness or even time, um, it's you need to make an effort because we've been. I've been. I was born on Earth. I've been conditioned to think a certain way, and suddenly, when different elements are involved. Such as Thorhan comes from the future, he comes from 300 years in the future, but yeah. uh, so how, and sometimes he goes to his planet uh, for a break in the Pleiades, and at the same time for him, but he can communicate with me, who and I'm in the past, and he's in the future, the so yeah. present for him. but in the same time we, we're talking to each other, I stopped. <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> because yeah. that's gonna make me crazy. So, um, but this technology, you know, it's it's thinking differently. It's not thinking with yeah. the reason reasoning mind. It's thinking differently, not in a linear linear way, but thinking in a wholeness way. Not, yeah. You know, that's difficult, but we are able we are able to, and it's just I think training uh, mm-hmm. thinking like that. Yeah, I yeah, The, 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 the whole thing where,
0: where we're programmed, you know, they go, well, you can't go faster than the speed of light. And they have all these reasons why these things can happen. I go, well, consciousness is instantaneous and it jumps dimensions. It can go anywhere at once. And if you rise up into that frequency of consciousness, you're you're a galactic being basically. But uh, we have that ability, you know, you can be, have a third dimensional body walking down here and you can be pulling from seventh dimensional consciousness. And, and people have a hard time understanding that. You know, you could go back and forth and you don't need plank energy to take a physical body to the next dimension that they say is impossible. You know, you can just go out of body and they'll take you in one of your other bodies and have a meeting with you and tell you what's going on. And then that'll bleed through later on when you need it. But uh, all these meetings and, and connections and encounters are happening Multi dimensionally, and until you understand you're a multi dimensional being existing on this vibrational continuum, you won't understand it. You know, so and I try to explain this to people that just think they're a body and a personality, and I said, until you accept the fact that you're so much more than a body and a personality, you'll never understand this. You know, until you yes. surrender that... your, your ego and your identity and and all this other stuff, you'll you'll never understand what's really manifesting here
1: yes and uh, they don't see time same as us <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. time is because Thoran is in the present is is here at the moment is somewhere above in orbit now in this time but he has traveled from the future so when he he, he goes back to his world he retravels in the future it's like mm-hmm. a. <laughs> and i know the time is not just time it's linked with physical uh physics of this the, the, the space fabric, uh, for instance, I know gravity is linked with this. I don't know how, but uh, it said gravity has an effect on the fabric of space-time, and uh, they play with that as well. Um, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, but things like this, you know. Um, what I suppose I I will learn
0: with time. Yeah, we just had we just had a ship come <laughs> over for two and a half hours over the ranch, it's amazing. And we'll post those on the site and uh, hopefully we can pop them up in this interview, insert them, but it was amazing because this ship looked like a pyramid and then it morphed into like a square and then it looked like a pill shaped ship. And then it turned into a giant cross, a light cross in the sky. And it was hovering right above the house here for like two and a half hours and we had like 30 people or so watching it. We had five or six cameras on it. We had locals come run to the house and go, hey, James, you know, freaking out. And it was a pretty amazing event. And uh, I'd like to get your take. I'm pretty sure that these are, are I'm pretty sure I know who they are, but maybe Thorhan can comment on that. But the uh, we're hitting the end of the hour. Unfortunately, I can't thank you enough. The information that you both shared is just amazing. And it all ties together and what is the best way for people to get in contact you to find out you know what your latest workshops are or your books or anything else we'll go with elena first
1: thank you james so people can follow all my activities on my youtube channel elena danan Um, everything is concentrated there otherwise i have a website where you can see some services and find my books it's my name elena danan.org and find everything. My my book is on Amazon directly, otherwise, and there's a new book coming about the Galactic Federation and Thor. So brace yourselves for awesome. September.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big events happening. Michael, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you?
2: Uh, yeah, they can just go to my website. Uh, my main website is uh, exopolitics.org org and i've got a a new webinar coming up Uh, that's going to be on uh, september 13 and it's going to be on our star trek future so i'm going to be kind of like going deep into the whole future that has been planned going back into the 50s and 60s by the navy solar warden program and how what we're experiencing right now is this unfolding event so yeah just go to exopolitics.org, and you can find uh, information about that and the books
0: Awesome. You know, I, again, I can't thank you enough. We are fortunate we're out of time. We could do a 10 hour show on this, but uh, we don't have that much time. But anyway, we've got to sign off, folks. It's James Gillen with As You Wish Talk Radio and he's Stargate. Have a great evening. Keep an open mind, loving heart, pure intent, and stay tuned. We'll keep bringing this information out as it unfolds. Good night. <laughs>